that are not doing what they're supposed to do. Amen. So, pastor, I don't want to do that. Then you're not following God's plan. I'm not talking about running around being a policeman. But I am talking about when we see something that is wrong and we know somebody knows what is right, we need to call them on it. Amen. Somebody starts complaining about pastor to the people. Hello? What should happen? There should be that warning those that are unwalking disorderly. Men, this, this is not Christianity 101. All right? This is, this is grown-up Christianity. This is mature believers. Mature believers don't let people act and conduct them in self in a way that is going to hurt the body of Christ. He said, well, they're just talking to me as a friend. Then you as a friend are not being a friend because you should warn them. You should admonish them. You should correct them. Amen. So here he said, admonish, now we exhort you. So spiritual leader, the apostle Paul, writing to these brethren, we are exhorting you, brethren, warn them that are unruly. Warn them. But it's not just the warning that we're supposed to do. We are to comfort the feeble-minded. Now, the feeble-minded, we are to comfort. Now, who is that feeble-minded? The word feeble-minded is talking about the faint-hearted. He's talking about those that are unstable. They're faint. Their faith is failing. We are to come along and we are to comfort the feeble-minded. You know, what would happen if everybody was helping everybody else? The body would be strengthened. It'd be strengthened. And we need to, we need to realize that there is, there is a, a process that the Lord has for us. So the problematic, we are to warn them as believers, as ye which are spiritual, restore such an one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted, he said in Galatians 6. So, so there is this problematic, we are to warn them, that's the admonishing them, that's the correcting, that is the counseling. Uh, so the brethren are to follow the order to counsel uh, the directives of the pastor, that admonishing that they receive, and they then are to admonish others in that same mindset. Uh, and I'm not talking about just the pastor's uh, personal preferences, we're talking about what the pastor has taught that's biblical, all right? Uh, this, isn't, this isn't trying to, we, we don't believe that there is, uh, uh, there is not a uh, dictatorship in the church. The church belongs to the Lord. 
Amen? And so uh, he is the one that is lifted up. But the unruly, uh, the word unruly, it's those that are walking disorderly, not following the guidance, counsel, or teaching. Those are that are not submitting to the discipline of the order that God has laid out. They are walking disorderly. We see that it taught in Romans uh, 8. We see it again, uh, Romans 13. Uh, so uh, then, uh, this is the brethren that are supposed to be doing that. Comfort the feeble-minded, the faint-hearted. Support the weak. The word support is to attend to. And this attending to is those that are weak morally. This is a word that is dealing specifically with, mor- with morality. God says that we are to comfort the feeble-minded. We are to support the weak. When we some- see somebody going down a path that is destructive, we've got to warn them. We've got to come come alongside and and help them, support them. Uh, Those that are lacking moral strength, courage, or will. That's the exact definition. Uh, Those lacking moral strength, courage, or will. Weak morally. You know what? The church has got to be strong morally. It's got to be strong morally. There is no exceptions. Zero. Amen. God's people are to be holy. Well, I'm a man. That's just how we are. No, that's an excuse. God expects holiness. Be ye holy, for I, the Lord thy God, am holy. Amen. The church has got to have a revival of holiness. And with that, the church needs to back up and hold high holiness and morality. So we see here the warning, the comfort, the support of, but then I want you to see, lastly here, the punitive. The punitive. Look, at, look with me at verse number 15. He said, See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Now notice here, see that none render evil for evil. He's summing up all these different relationships. Pastor, people, expectations. And he's saying within these relationships, there is going to be opportunities for evil to come out. Somebody purposefully hurting somebody. Mistreatment. And God says, do not render evil for evil. You're going to get hurt. 
you're going to be mistreated. That's a reality. There is order. And the more order that there is, the less opportunities for those injuries. Amen. Your home runs smooth when your whole family's following the guidelines of the home, right? But all of a sudden, you start ignoring what expectations are and what the rules of the home are. Now all of a sudden, we have chaos. Things don't run well. The church is the same way. It doesn't run well when people are not following the order that God has laid out. And in that, uh, as we are following the order and doing what God is expecting us to do, we will stamp out many problems, but not all of them. And when those problems arise, render not evil for evil. Tit for tat. How many people have left church because somebody offended them? And some of the stories we hear, they were legitimate wrongs. Tit for tat. He didn't say run. He said, render not evil for evil. He didn't say leave. He didn't say quit. He said, don't render evil for evil. We're going to be offended. We're going to be hurt. It happens. And I wish it just happened once. But it will happen. And with this, he said, see that None render evil for evil. This this statement is oversight. This statement is just so you know when you get hurt, how you are to respond. Do you remember when you were first learning how to drive or you were teaching your kids how to drive? And you would sit there in that seat and, okay, now uh, we see these people on the side of the road. Uh, let's go ahead and move over uh, to the inside lane here so you have a little bit more room in case uh, somebody steps out into the lane. Uh, you see that there's a, there may be a dog, and if a dog comes running out, uh, you just hit your brakes and slow down, uh, but you don't swerve. Uh, cat comes running out in front of you, hit the accelerator and just move forward. No. Uh, and uh, what you... you you prep them for what's coming so they're prepared so they know how to respond. And let me tell you, we have got to know what God expects so we can respond the way he wants us to respond so we are in the will of God. This is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Now, There are people that will leave our church because they do not like admonition. There are people that will leave our church because someone talked about them. There will be people that will leave our church, whether it's truth, whether it's preference, But God's will for us, when he places us in the body, 
He places us in the body as it hath pleased him. You didn't join Bible Baptist Church because you just wanted to join here. There's a God in heaven that placed you here. Amen. There's a God in heaven that placed me here. And there's all kinds of reasons that any of us can find to be somewhere else. But if we are going to be in that will of God, we are going to be following God's will for our life, then we better learn how to deal with pastor. We better learn how to deal with people. We better learn how to deal with the disorderly, the unruly. Because if we don't, we're going to get sidelined. And he said, he said here, see that none, nobody, render evil for evil. But ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and all men. Among yourselves, that's among the brethren. But also, we are to live that same life out in the world. And as we are following that, what do we find? We find that God will bless. We see uh, verse 16, uh, rejoice evermore, pray without ceasing, and everything give thanks. We have that, that rejoicing, that prayer, that that praise that goes up to heaven. And if we, are, if we don't learn how to deal with people, then we will get out of God's will. Let's not allow that to be the case. Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight. And Lord, you know the needs of each person here. And I pray that all of us uh, have uh, allowed the Spirit of God to take your word and and bring some things to the forefront of our mind and help us to shore up that which we know is right. Help us, Lord, to uh, follow the directives and follow the order that you have laid out. Uh, and so just give us uh, help and strength, please. Heads bowed, eyes closed. You're, you're hearing, Pastor. You say, Pastor, Lord put his finger on something in my life. He, he pointed something out that I need to deal with. Nobody's looking around. He said, that's me tonight, Pastor. Lord spoke to my heart. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. And as the instruments are going to play, we'll just have a short, quick invitation right there in your own seat. We're not going to have an open invitation. Just talk to the Lord about that right now, very quickly.